hashtag making waves the podcast to help enhance our personal development welcome to the hashtag making waves podcast brought to you by waves of positivity we're a cic a community interest company where we do events workshops podcasts radio shows and a whole host of online content i'm your host for today sully um, I'm joined by my two beautiful co-hosts today, Sully and Adil. How you guys doing? All good. All good. Cannot complain. Good. Good. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm so passionate about. I feel like every single conversation I have with a new person, I touch up on this every single time. And the topic today is going to be fear. We're going to be talking about fear, what the problems are associated around having fear, and some of our solutions. And we're also going to be sharing some personal stories today. Um, and we're gonna be looking at some case studies, some quotes, um, and we're gonna try and eradicate some of your guys' fears today or help you begin that journey of overcoming your fears. So the first thing I want to um, go through is some of the questions, key questions that I'd like us and you guys to think about throughout this podcast. I want you to ask yourself, what fears do you currently have? When was the last time you had a fear and you conquered it? How did it make you feel? And do you genuinely think that you can conquer any fears that you currently have? And if not, then I'm sure by the end of this podcast, you'll be thinking otherwise. So I'd like to ask you guys, um, what is fear to you guys? And what kind of other negative connotations, what negative problems does it bring about for someone who has fear? I'll start with you, Sully. So are you asking me what my current uh, or future fears are? Like, what, what do I fear right now? I'm asking... Um, what problem? If you have fears in general, what kind of problems does it bring about for an individual? Problems. Okay, so the main problem that fear brings about is the lack of opportunity. So you, there's an opportunity in front of you, but fear is the only thing that will block that. So, for example, you won't take a risk, or you might not be social, or you might believe that you don't have enough confidence to do something. Those are hindrances to that opportunity that's waiting for you. So. That's the only thing that fear has a negative connotation in my opinion because if you've got something in front of you and you're about to pursue that career or that business or whatever it is and you are scared to do it, that is, that is the negative fear factor and connotation that it has upon someone to take something on. Right, you, Adil? What kind of problems does it bring about for you if you're ever scared or fear something? The main problems it will bring about is I'll stop worrying about or I'll stop working on the solutions. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone and I told them that when you fear the problem so much, you stop working and worrying about the solutions. What you should do to tackle that problem is actually work on the solutions for it rather than fear the problem so much. When you get so caught up with the fear of, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills or I'm not going to be able to, um, I'm going to lose a friend or I'm going to lose a family member. Imagine wasting your life, worrying about your parents passing away rather than spending time making memories with them. Mm-hmm. That's the problems that you have with fear. I think you raise a very interesting point and something that we'll go into a lot deeper later on uh, in the show today. Um, what, is actually, what, what is fear? So fear is a, is a natural, um, it's a chemical reaction that happens in your brain and it can also uh, have an effect on your emotions as well. It's something that we all experience, um, we all have it but it's about how we control it and how we react to it and how we use it for our benefit. She fear is not always a bad thing. It can also be a good thing. So in, in terms of when you're in imminent threat 
or you know that there's some kind of uh, there's a danger posed towards you or to your family or maybe to your business or something close to your heart that fear will help protect you so it's not always a bad thing mm -hmm. but sometimes fear is something that we imagine we imagine all these scenarios that if I do this or if that happens, this is what's going to happen to me. This is what's going to happen to my business, my house, my car, my people, the people that I love. And that's the fear that we're going to tackle today. Some of these fears might be because of physical threats. Some of these fears might be because, might be, um, uh, because of uh, past experiences, you know, PTSD, things like that. Um, they might be phobias. And some of these fears... A lot, of these, a lot of these different types of fears, you can tell that they're things that are either emotionally, it's a hindrance to your emotions, or through your mental capacity, things that happen to you, the traumas that you've gone through um, um, previously. And I think before you uh, go ahead to try and tackle this fear, you need to dissect what is the root cause of the fear. And there's so many um, problems that fear can bring about onto an individual. So as you said, you know, it can stop you from accomplishing certain goals, certain tasks. It can stop you from accomplishing your dreams because you're scared. And it really, really does mess with your confidence. Like, how many times have you wanted to do something and you were scared? Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about ourselves. Like, when we started this podcast, we're like, oh, what if we, st what if we sound stupid? What if we stutter? What if we say something wrong? Mm -hmm. we've, we've been through that. But we had... It's, it's, a, it's a small fear relative to us, but we overcame it, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And I think... Um, people don't realize that they overcome fears like on a regular basis, but you don't realize it. So when it comes to the bigger fears in life, we can just apply that same process, but we need to do it because the fears that we overcome on a daily basis, we do it subconsciously. So now we need to apply that subconscious process consciously to the bigger fears that we have in life, mm. the phobias, mm. the PTSDs. And that's the same process that we're going to hopefully go through step by step in today's podcast. And I really, really think we can, we can help some people and help ourselves. I'm sure there'll be things that you guys are going to say to inspire me and help me through my fears and, and same with you guys. <laughs> um, I want to jump straight into it because I'd like to relate to our audience. Um, I'm not, we're not here to show that, oh, we're fearless. You know, we're humans. Like I said, we will experience I'm fearless. <laughs> I, wanna, I want you guys to, if you don't mind, share a personal experience where you overcame a fear, something that you're really scared of. Like... I want you to go into detail, like how you overcame that fear, um, what brought, maybe what brought about that fear initially, and how you felt after you experienced that fear. For me, uh, being transparent, and it might be a surprise for a few, but public speaking was probably my biggest fear um, in terms of with ways of positivity. Uh, other than that, there weren't many fears that I've overcome in a big aspect, but I think public speaking definitely was the scariest thing that would make my heart beat so fast and I was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. <laughs> Until 2016, I did my first small public speech here and there, 15 people, let's say, 20 people. It was fine, got over it. But then there was a big gap where I wasn't doing public speaking. That was between then and doing our workshops that we had done in 2019. And believe it or not, in your Leicester event, I was like, my heart was racing again. Then I was like, yo, um, I need to build confidence for it. And alhamdulillah, I think it was the practice of learning what I'm going to say, doing it in front of the mirror, the old classical cliche way. <laughs> um, but I think mainly what it was, was there's a word for it. It's like a placebo, how they call yeah, it. It's yeah, like yeah, a placebo. Yeah. So there's a word called fake it till you make it. And I don't agree with that completely. But with confidence, it's the watered down version of that. For anyone that wants to be confident, you need to fake it till you make it. Like for me, I pretend being confident just to look confident and it works. And it works again after that. 
So when I pretended to be confident, I looked confident, people had trust in what I was saying, I started becoming confident in myself because you know, the flow is going well, people are listening to you, um, people are understanding, they're taking value from what you're saying, and then you're confident, all of a sudden you're confident, and then another workshop comes and you're fine, you can speak again. So that was my biggest fear, and that's how I overcame it. How, what would you say was the cause of that fear? Like, why did you have that fear? Anxiety and being shy, man. Like, just not being used to speaking in front of that many people. Like, it was something that would go against your, your, your nature because you've not been in So it was being exposed to something new. Definitely. So okay. speaking to a group in football, there's, talk, there's still 14, say you do a seven-a-side in football and you're just speaking to everyone, what time should you kick off? That's not really public speaking because it's a discussion. Public speaking is when you're standing there and all the attention is on you. Yeah. And not only that, but you are giving advice or value or education to people that are listening. So it's on you to make sure that delivery is good. But once I'd done that, like that was it. It was the experience that helped me get through it, okay. as well as the watered down fake it till you make it. I gotta say though, like from, obviously we, we kind of knew that you had that kind of fear, mm-hmm. but genuinely, I don't think anyone, if they seen you, there was a lot of people that were at that event, and I don't think anyone would say, oh, this guy, that's his first time public no, speaking in front of a large group. That was the whole point. That was the whole point. And anyone that takes his advice, if going do public speaking, Fake it till you make it. <laughs> Pretend to be so overly confident that you look confident. Even if you're not inside, at least you are like, it's acting, yeah. isn't it? I think what it is, basically you, when you say you fake it till you make it, what you're saying is you convince yourself that you can do it and you can do it well. And you can do it. So I think fear, what fear does is it does the complete opposite. It convinces you that you cannot do it and there will be an X, Y, Z consequences. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So what you're trying to do when you overcome your fear in, in that process is, You've, you're taking away that negative feeling that you cannot do it, that natural feeling of fear, and then you're over, you're basically compensating and making up for it by now convincing yourself, mm. but consciously. So fear is convincing you subconsciously that you can't do it, this is what's going to happen, and now you've overcome that, and now you're consciously convincing yourself otherwise. Mm. That's the process. Mm-hmm. But how did it make you feel though, like, once you started speaking, once you've seen the reaction, and once you're done, like, how it's did it like, make you feel? It's like driving on a motor when you go underneath a tunnel. Until you reach that tunnel, then you know how it's like. So once you reach that tunnel, there's lights and you're like, you're buzzing, I love this, I love what I'm doing right now. That's it, it's like that eureka moment, done. You're in there and you're not gonna come out of it now, you're happy. And, you, and then you may come off for a bit and then come back on to speak, but because you're in that moment of that time, you've built on that. And then the more you do it, the more Instagram lives, the more podcasts you do, or the more you speak in front of people, it just becomes a habit and then you build your confidence and that's, that's the fear gone now. And now it's your turn to, Help others get yeah, wow. yeah, I love that. I love that. That's it, man. So that, anyone that takes that advice, if you see me doing public speaking before and you thought I smashed it, just honestly, that, <laughs> that, that was my way of just being way overconfident and just and just doing it, just going for it. I love it, man. Yeah, it's great, man. Adam, what about you? Same question to posed to you. I haven't gotten over my fear. But there's got to be a certain moment in your life where you were like, wow, I didn't think I could do that and I've overcome Oh, no, 100 No, uh, there's, there's moments in life. I'm actually going to talk about a fear that I've actually not got rid of. Okay. I know how to get rid of it. Um, but You're, Are you working on it actively? So it's dogs. Big dogs. <laughs> yeah, so when I, pu- are you puppies, though? No, 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 no. no okay. Just big dogs. Okay. So when I was 12, um, I was doing football training in a park. And we're running around a park as a warm-up and this massive black Doberman comes chasing after me, nearly about to bite my booty off. (laughs) And I promise you, from that moment, I've never seen big dogs the same. 
I was then 16 years old working in a customer's house. They got a massive Doberman again. <laughs> and I'm just walking out the kitchen. This Doberman runs up to me and starts biting at my crotch. I was <laughs> crapping myself. Luckily, the, the owner comes in and pulls the Doberman away. But from that moment onwards, I've been terrified of big dogs. Mainly because that dog doesn't know me, sees me as a threat. I'm in its house, it wants me. In the park, it wants to play, sees a random person, wants to play. I'm terrified, of course, this is a natural reaction. So, like, I don't know how I'm going to get over this fear. I just know that I just need to be more confident and fearless around them to a moment where they don't bother me. Now, in public, I've had massive dogs around me, running around me, I don't care. It comes up to me, I laugh, like, I just... Like you're saying, fake it till you make it, you get over it. It's, it's not going to do nothing to you. Like, I'm not going to die from a dog. Um, but it's that terrifying fear of, in my brain, my body, my body's, my brain's so used to being attacked by dogs. It's like, holy shit, you're in trouble. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, growing up with more wisdom, I just don't react. The dog runs away. The owner's going to take away at some moment. I'm not going to be in trouble with this dog. It's your brain's reaction, the amygdala in your brain is telling you you're in trouble and it creates fear as a coping mechanism. The way to get away from that is telling yourself, I'm not in trouble, nothing's going to happen to me. Unless you're about to fall off a cliff, fear kicks in, your, your brain's reaction is going to be, I need to survive, how do I survive? In the same situation, whatever's going on in your life, how am I going to survive? How am I going to be okay? You talk to yourself, you calm yourself down. A lot of people don't talk to themselves. It's, it's one of the best coping mechanisms because you're just telling your brain what to do. It's commands in your head to your brain. You're not in trouble. You're okay. Breathe. Don't make the situation worse than it needs to be and you'll get out of it fine. So that's my way that's of coping amazing. around dogs. Just that's amazing. I love, that. I love the part about uh, speaking to yourself and calming yourself down. That's yeah, powerful, that. I love it. I love it. So when do you plan to overcome this fear? I actually want to go to a dog <laughs> pound of um, dogs that have been rescued. Like a kennel? A kennel, yes, yeah. and um, just see the dogs there, be in a room with them, see that they're not I scary. I respect that. I want to be there when you're there. I want to be there. Oh, <laughs> make sure you don't have your phone. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be wet myself. Make sure you can't but do you know, well. so, yeah. so they're just, there's actually different types of fears, like I touched upon earlier. So you have the fear, like you say, of an object or a situation. So like snakes, spiders, dogs, whatever it may be. Then you have fears of future events, fear of imagined events fear of real environmental dangers, like you say, falling off a cliff, or the fear of the unknown. Now you see, with all those fears, a lot of them are either in your mind or unpredictable. But you see, with a fear of an object or of a scenario like a dog, you can actively work towards um, overcoming that. Um, because you can do something physically and you can talk to other people about it. It's these other fears that kind of, we want to, like, they're like, this harder to work on because you can't create that scenario. Because mm -hmm. you can't create a scenario of tackling the unknown really and truly. You've got you to tackle it in a completely different way. Um, but we... But I'll share, I'll share my, my, the fear that I overcame in 2019. Um, you, you guys are well aware. And I think one of my Instagram followers are pretty much aware. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really swim. And um, one day I went climbing Snowden at night uh, with a group. And um, at the end of the climb, we've come down. Uh, like, and at the bottom of the mountain, there's a lake. I'm sure most people have been to Snowdon. <laughs> they say it's like the biggest tourist attraction of the UK. But um, there's a lake at the bottom and it's freezing cold. And uh, the guy went in for a swim and he goes, if everyone wants to come, you can come in. So I'm there, you know, vlogging. I was like, this would be sick content, you know. <laughs> and I, I, never, I never intended to swim in the water, per se. I was just meant to go, like, waist deep, take a few shots, un like, underwater shots with my GoPro and, and head back out. So I go in the water, waist deep. 
and I basically like I'm gonna dip my whole body in the water and get a shot of me looking like I'm swimming. <laughs> so I do that and um, I do like literally like one two strokes, and I'm like, okay, this is me done. Let me get back out. I got my shot, and I've not realized I've gone too far out. So when I'm trying to stand back out, obviously my there's no there's nothing for me to stand on anymore, and I don't know how to float or like swim very well. So I'm panicking, and the GoPro still recording. I don't know if you would have put a shot out on the video. Um, so I'm there panicking, yeah, and um, you can see in the GoPro, like, I'm frantic. My glasses fly off. They're lost in the lake. And the group, they're far away. They're about 200 metres away. They just sat there, 40 people sat there watching this. And they think I'm screaming, like, having fun. I'm like, I'm kind of I'm scream, help, help, I'm drowning. But obviously, they didn't understand. They were too far away to hear the words. And luckily, like, I managed to scramble my way back to, to the edge or the shore, whatever you want to call it. And um, that solidified my fear for open waters and deep waters. Before that, I had a fear because I needed drowning in a swimming pool in Kenya. Um, but that was a long time ago. And I was like, do you know what? I'm scared. But the thing is, we booked a holiday, the three of us, and it was there to go Malta. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Malta, that's an island. I have to go swimming. Like, <laughs> and this, this is the first time I'm going to be like clear blue water. I've never been. I need to go into that water, mm -hmm. warm water. So I like, I need to learn. And I told you and I told Zach, um, my cousin, I was like, yo, I need to learn how to swim. I need to come overcome this fear. So you guys taught me how to float in water, which is great. But now I need to overcome the fear of open water and deep water. So I remember one time I was like, I need to, I have to get in the deep water on the deep end of the swimming pool. But I was shook. I was scared. I was like, I remember, I don't know if it was with you or Zach. I was like, I'm going to jump in, but you need to stay right here. Yeah, yeah. So I think both of us. Yes. <laughs> there was a few of you. So I was like, if, as soon as I jump in, if I don't come up in half a second, pull me up. <laughs> and I was shook. And I didn't jump in the middle of the pool. I jumped right next to the edge so then I could hold on to the little railing in it. And I remember I did it like three, four times. And it was scary, you know, a couple of times. But because it was in a, it was in a, almost like a controlled environment, I knew there's people that are looking after me. Like, and I surfaced up and I was really like, I realised it's actually not that hard. And after that, I learned how to do a full lap um, from one side of the pool to the other. It's first time ever, mm. big 22, 23 <laughs> years old, like swimming for the first time at full length. So that's how I overcame it. And when we were at Malta, it was the most beautiful thing ever. We'd done a small cliff dive, must have been 15, 20 meters. Yeah. Not that big, but... That was, that was a fear that I overcame in that yeah. So it was like a fear, a small fear of like a, a height and then a fear of open water and deep water all in one. Mm. And I kid you not, that feeling, I've never forgotten it. And, and since that feeling, I'm like, I'm addicted to it now. Mm. Like, I want to overcome the next fear. I want to do scuba diving. I want to do um, uh, snorkeling. Okay. I want to do all these. I want to do. I want to go in the cage and do the shark diving, whatever it's called. Like, I, I'm addicted to it now. Mm. And the same applies for all the fears I've overcome. And I think that's what I look forward to the most. When I'm scared of something, I want that feeling. That I crave that excitement, that living on the edge because I know there's no other way to, to get that feeling. And the thing is about fear is relative to every single person. Like, I might find deep water being uh, like scary, but you might find it, oh, that's not a problem. Someone else might find going to the supermarket and talking to someone at the till scary. That's your fear. You don't need to compare it to other people. Like, for example, you're, scared, you're saying you're scared of the big dogs. Hundreds of people's own dogs, they might laugh at you. Like, how are you scared of dogs? Yeah, it's a cute pet. Right now. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing that holds people back from really overcoming their fears because they're like, what will other people think? Um, we put up an Instagram question um, over the last couple of days and uh, to ask people like the fears that they've had or they've overcome. 
Um, and I'm going to read them out and I'm going to see if you guys have any advice for them because maybe you guys can relate to them as well. Um, but uh, before I do that, actually someone said that, someone said um, they overcame the fear of heights by going up a mountain in Cape Town. They felt nervous, but when they did it, they felt like they were on top of the world. <laughs> wow. That's, genu- that's the feeling that I had and I'm sure you guys had that experience. feeling. It's like you, you fear it until you do it. You f- do you know what? It's weird though, like, because... A fear is a personal problem and you've overcome a personal problem and yet the feeling of it is so immense, so great, it makes you feel like you're kind of, for that moment, like you're on a high mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're like, oh, you're, I don't want to say like you're better than everyone else, but it gives you that surge, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Nothing matters in the world apart yeah, from Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a personal problem. But the effect that it has, it makes you feel like, again, like you're on top of the world. I don't you laugh at yourself afterwards. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, why didn't I do it any sooner? Why didn't I climb this mountain any sooner? Why didn't I swim any sooner? Like, what, what was I waiting for? It's like, it's that time. Yeah. It's that, you know, that wish. But, you know, I, I rate anyone that gets over their fears. Like, so the, same, the same person said that the next fear, or one of the fears you're trying to get over is um, a phobia of cats. cats. Felines. Come to my house, I've got two. do you have any advice for that person i'm sure you 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 just touched upon it but like again what can a cat do to you other than you might get scratched you might get bitten but i promise you it does not even hurt like i think you need you just need to put yourself in a position where you speak to cat owners number one number two you go and see a cat and I promise you, they're so cute, yeah. man. Yeah, but do you, know, do you know what the funny thing is? Yeah, the dog owner will say the exact same thing to exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I think what but, is the best way to overcome it is to play the kitten. So when they're completely harmless and they do absolutely nothing and they're so small and yeah. tiny. If I know who's got a kitten, if it's someone related to your friend, then just say, look, can I, can I go see that kitten? Play with it for a bit. Quick one though, it's actually it's actually tackling the fear of your past experience. The reason they might True. be scared of felines is because they've been uh, pounced on by a little cat before, True. and and for them that was terrifying. Number one, justify it. like I do with the dogs. I was in a, I was in the park, I saw another human being. It wanted to play. It was out having fun. Number two, with a cat uh, with the dog owner in the house, um, they just they saw a random person in the house and they thought, oh, I need to protect my my homeowners. Like things like this are. Particular, you, you just need to find the reason, number one, justify the reason to yourself. Number two, explain what's the worst that can happen. You think about the worst thing, you go have experience with a cat or a dog, and you'll finally realise that it's never going to harm you. you, you the, the worst thing that can happen is a little play bite or a little play scratch. Like, mm-hmm. it, you won't die from it. In fact, you'll actually have fun playing with them. It's like when you're with your nephew, your niece, yeah, right? And your, and your nephew just whacks you one in the face. Like it hurts, but like you, it not hurts to, uh, to a moment where you're like, you know what? I, I'm not, in, I'm not gonna die. Yeah. The funny thing it's is, there was more like, than one person that did say cats. And as a cat owner, like I say, I find it strange how you can be scared of cats. But again, you just, you just never know. And um, there's, there's like processes, there's like things that you can do to, to overcome it. Um, like they say that first, um, you know, look at a cat, be in the same room as it, and they say. Um, touch it then hold it and play with it there's like these steps that they have and your cats are so cute man i might have to throw in it we might have to throw in a b-roll of our cats in here <laughs> i wish i had a cat my mom said no because she's allergic to them yeah, well, yeah. again the request is there if you want to come down by <laughs> chat. i see he's got a cat as well yeah someone, someone else said this one's quite interesting um i want to hear what you guys say someone said they want to overcome the fear of being rejected by those who don't understand their ventures what would you say to that person do better do better in terms of 
that that's not something to fear. In fact, it's something to overcome. Like uh, if that person doesn't appreciate your venture, why do why does that person add value to your life? Number one, they might be a nice person. They can always be a friend, but to go anything more, that person's not right for you, and that's not a fear that you should have. Really and truly, you should just move past it. There's so many people in the world and so many people are going to see the same value. And there's people who don't like Avengers. Like, I love Avengers. They don't like Avengers, fair enough. We don't talk about that. We move on to something else. You find relatability, number one. And if that person does not find that relatability, then that person's not meant for you. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah. He's, he's put it he's well, well articulated. That. Yeah. For me, th- this might come across quite blunt. Um, but I would say that it's not... It's not... Um, a fear that is worth having in your mind because with you can easily overcome that or eradicate that fear just by eradic- like you said um, stop having the conversation with those people or just um, distance yourself I, I don't say remove people from your life just distance yourself yeah. from them rather than as a significant other I'm assuming this is in terms of a, a significant other or someone quite important in your life yeah. um, if, if they're quite important in your life then they're going to be a part of your life. Just don't talk about that particular venture. Mm. Like, there's so many people I know that are good friends and they think what I'm doing is kind of like not worthwhile. It's not, it's not worth your time and effort. You should kind of just do something else, something that's considered a skill. Whilst for me, it's important. I've considered a skill. I'm going to use it. Now, in this particular example, though, there's people, you've got other things to talk about. So number one, talk about something different. You don't need to talk about your venture. That's just going to demotivate you or, or, or remove the passion from the job that you're doing. Number two, if your potential um, significant other, your wife, your partner, your girlfriend, whatever it is, um, like there's so many other things you have in common. They might not rate what you're doing, but if it, puts, if it pays the bills, puts food on the table, then hoo-ha, like you've, you've done the, the main part. And then if that person is not your significant other yet, but they don't value what you do at the moment, in fact, they, may, they mock it, then I'd say it's time it's for you to find someone else. It's definitely a red flag. We'll have uh, that conversation well, I, think, with I think one thing that a couple needs, they don't need to have things in common, but they need to yeah. respect each, yeah. each other's stuff. And they need I to agree. support you as well. Yeah. 100%. If you don't have... You're going to be living with this person for the rest of your life, yeah? In the same house. By the way, we're not saying that this is your significant other. We're just... Yeah. Someone important yeah, yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So say if, you're, if it's a wife or your husband, and they don't support your career or what you do, it's going to be really hard to, to yeah. live with that for the rest of your life. And you're going to end up doing something you don't want to do the rest of your life so nine times out of ten you're going to choose another career path because you want that because it's yeah. more about you have to make sacrifices yeah you need to be happy for it and you need to be happy and respect what other people it's do that, if there's something wrong morally wrong or something you can give advice you can throw your two pence and look uh, i don't think it's good to do it this way but you still continue what you're doing but in this way so you're giving advice you're warning them from something that's harmful yeah. but if they're doing something good it's that's a red flag as, as mm-hmm. you were saying that like, if someone's not going to support what you're doing don't cut them off but distance yourself or yeah. find another, another way to go around it I agree, man. Um, so we said we're going to bring up some studies to back up our talk um, with some facts and some figures. So I think, Adam, you have a very interesting study for us relating to the topic. Yeah, relating to your fear, actually, of, um, <laughs> of open water. Kudos to you. Open water is not, um, it's not a rare fear. Lots of people have it. Um, me, myself, if I was in an open ocean, I'd be terrified. If I, imagine you're in a ship in an ocean that's like... This like water flying everywhere. Your box, ro- your your boat's rocking. Like I'll I'll be scared too. But in terms of open water itself, luckily I'm not afraid of that. But many are. And um, the first thing that the the study says is fear is a psychological battle that's caused by a reaction in the amygdala as your fight or flight response. 
Many psychologists have used many different techniques to overcome the fear for their clients. Lots of people do go to see a psychologist to remove this fear. Now, one study done was with an anonymous lady, we're not gonna comment her name. Um, her fear was open water, and she wanted to tackle it because she's missing out on many excursions and, and fun times with, with family members. Um, so, in order to overcome this, she went to go see a psychologist, and they were, the way they overcome it was by tackling her childhood fear, um, so I'm assuming, like yourself, she was um, in a pool or in open water, had a very tragic incident, which for her was, I no longer need this in my life anymore, I'm just going to push it away, and it became a fear. What they then did was took her to uh, a boat, in a boat in a lake, sat in the boat for 45 minutes. Throughout that whole 45 minutes, that woman was crying. Um, for then the last five minutes, she was sitting there she's like well i haven't died in 40 minutes surely there's nothing really <laughs> worrying about this <laughs> i'm in open water she started looking around she saw the water she saw the ducks going around uh, she, saw the, she saw the nature the trees and she was like okay this isn't as bad as i thought they then had another meeting where they went to what was meant to be like a little boat trip in a massive um lake but instead, not like a little boat lake, but it was like an actual boat where people go on and they just yeah, go yeah, look yeah, at yeah. the views, etc. So they were meant to do that. Unfortunately, it was all booked out and their trip got cancelled. Um, so what they did instead was go on a speedboat. Imagine that, <laughs> a speedboat in a lake. Um, so she's like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I saw last time there's nothing to be scared of. She went onto the, the speedboat and had the best time of her life. They were meant to be out there for 60 minutes, instead they were out there for 90 minutes. She did not want to leave. She thought, wow, what exhilaration I was feeling. I felt free. Like you said, I feel on top of the world. Um, there's actually um, a factor, in, there's actually some reaction in your brain where you feel like you are the best in the world at that particular yeah, moment. Yeah, that being on top of the world. Being on top of the exactly. world. I, 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 you, it's like a godlike feeling. That's what they call it. A godlike feeling where you've overcome something, you now feel invincible. Invincible, yeah. And this woman felt invincible. And once the final test was over, she was eradicated of her fear. And one thing I want to I want to point on very quickly is, is the amygdala. When you can notice that your fear is just a reaction in your brain, you can tackle that, because brain reactions are not um, reactions that are there forever. They can always be overcome and tackled. So whatever fears you have in life, overcome them by number one knowing that it's just a reaction in your brain. Think of it like a mentos in a Coca-Cola bottle. Once it explodes, it's gone. Like that, that is a fear, you can get rid of it. And once you tackle this fear by going to psychologists, by overcoming it, by going with friends that you trust and overcoming these fears, you will feel invincible. And I know all of us want to feel invincible. Definitely. That was beautiful, man. Especially well, the 40 together, minutes right? and the five minutes. Yeah. It's true. It's like the calculation of the benefits and drawbacks. And she's yeah. kind of realized that, what, 40 minutes I've been in here, nothing's happened. Again, it's like overthinking, crazy overthinking. That worst case scenario, imagine you're going to die sit on a boat. Like you know, you know deep down it's not true, but you think it's for you. Like yeah. I'm going to die on this. Boat. It's like that. It's like that video of that kid that's on the rope. That yeah, overthinking, yeah, yeah. he's scared of deep water, and then he's standing there like, oh wait, oh, oh, like, yeah. it is. It is. Oh, see the one the baby's trying to walk off a curb. They yeah, see a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. curb. Oh, oh, put that, that foot down. That video is too cute. It's too cute. Silly. Um, do you have anything, uh, a study or a story that you'd like to share in regards to fear? We've, we've touched up on my, uh, I can talk about what my future fears are. So like, I wouldn't say they are fears, but I would say they are, if you were to ask me what are your current fears, it would be these two yeah. things. So I can share that. Yeah. So the first one would be, and I'm sure a lot of men 
or like breadwinners or shall I say anyone that likes to breadwin or see themselves as yeah, the, yeah. the providers of their family would think that they so for me I would fear the fact of not being able to afford something for my family or in the future inshallah and have kids like not being able to afford something yeah. for them yeah. that's that's a really big fear for myself it's a silly one but it, it's true like it's something that you know I have to be able to make sure that I can provide for the bills for the food for the fun for the holidays for everything I need to be able to provide for that and it's a motivational fear it's a fear that makes it's fun it has a bit of like buzzed buzz with it and because it really gives you the drive that you know what I'm going to try my utmost best to never go into that situation so I'm going to work so hard so smart and make sure that I am going to provide and I'll never get to that situation because it's not a it's not a nice position to be in so why should I ever allow myself to be in that so I think that's a fear that I'll always have um, but it's not a fear in the front of my mind it's a fear in the back of my mind it's like, it's again it's like a drive it's, yeah. a, it's a why and the second one I have is losing spirituality in my religion or God or belief or faith or anything to do with that because as humans we will question ourselves sometimes or question our religion and things like that and it's, it's natural to do so but my biggest fear is to lose that connection that touch with my God or with my prayer or with my spirituality so what I do is to get over that fear is to um, self-evaluate and reiterate what I'm doing right now um, think about how I've been the last couple of weeks what can I do to improve and just keep keep it stable or even even better but never let it drop and if it does drop don't let it drop too much and don't let it stay stable in that drop as well i really love that and there's something um i, I will touch up on again uh, later on in regards to that um but yeah i really really appreciate that there's one quote that i, I really love and i say it a lot and i'm sure you guys have heard it um, will smith says it in one of his talks and he says that all the best things in life that you want are on the other side of fear and I would expand to that. I say all the beautiful things uh, are on the other side of fear as well. Um, if you think about fear as a physical barrier or um, an opaque barrier, and on the other side is everything that you want in life, all the beautiful things. And all you've got to do is um, face that barrier, break down that barrier, lift that barrier up, and you will see everything. And or break that thing down. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I can say with almost... 100% certainty that all of us, everyone listening, has experienced that feeling of breaking through that barrier at some point in their life so far. Just think back to like some of the biggest accomplishments you've had. Mm. I can guarantee that there's a moment of a fear that you just got over, whether it was taking that decision of going to university, living outside your home, climbing a mountain, opening a business, asking a guy or a girl to, to marry you. Yeah, all of those things the fruits that came afterwards were beautiful. They were amazing. It was things that you really, really wanted. And all you had to do was overcome that barrier of fear. Maybe amongst other things, but fear was amongst those barriers. Mm. And this is my like, advice. Like, when you come across a fear, a problem, you need to be very systematic. You need to be pragmatic and logical with the way you tackle that fear. So I've, I've actually put down um, five main steps that I would say to someone that's trying to tackle their fear. The first one is to put your fear under a microscope. Examine the fear, analyze it. So think about what the root causes were. Why did that fear first come into play? What caused it to come? Is it something that happened to you in, in, your, in your past? Is it something that you're imagining? Is it something that someone's told you? What is it? Why is that fear existing? And then put it into context, like you were saying, what is the worst that can happen? Okay, I'm going to ask this girl to marry me. What's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to say, no, you're going to move on. What's the worst? Okay, I'm going to move out. If I don't like it, I'll just move back in or I'll move somewhere else. 
these are the things that you need to think about, put it into context to your life, um, not compare it to other people, not compare it to other people's solutions, not compare it to other people's fears and lives. And the third one is to rationalise. So evaluating the possibilities and chances of these imagined scenarios that you're overthinking about. So for example, if you're thinking, okay, what if this happens, rationalise. What are the chances? Is it 10% chance, 50% chance, 100% chance? And based on that, you can decide if you should do it or not. Yeah. Be logical about it. Yeah. And, and also, this is very, very important. I think a lot of people forget about this. Not only evaluate um, the decision, but also evaluate what would happen if you don't take the decision. Because there's consequences going to be there regardless if you ignore that decision and don't take it. For example, if you're deciding to go to this uni or that uni, there's going to be consequences either way. But if you take no decision, what are the consequences then? So now you have to, you're, you're forcing yourself to make a decision that will make you grow. It's just a matter of choosing the better one. The fourth one is to push yourself. Always, always, always take yourself outside your comfort zone. I think the comfort zone, we say it's a bubble. So your, your, your growth is always to expand that bubble, always expanding it so that you're pulling things into your bubble so now you're, com you're comfortable with them. And then the final step is to acclimate yourself to that fear. Be comfortable with the fear. So expose yourself to that fear, like you're saying, with the cats and the dogs. Expose yourself to it more and more. So then when the time does come where you have no choice but to face that fear, you're walking down the street, you've got your kid or your nephew or your niece, you, don't, you can't run away from that dog. What are your nephew and niece going to do? You're going to stay there with them and you're going to be more ready for it. Even though you've not overcome it, you're more inclined to overcome it in that point. Definitely. Those are my five sort of like pieces of advice, like my, my system that I would go through when I'm thinking about a problem or a fear that I'm overcoming. Is there anything that you would change or add to that? I said it earlier, um, and this is the only way I look at fear, is if you're constantly worrying about the fear, you're never ever going to worry about the solution to the fear. Fears are there to hold you back. And like you're saying, everything that you want, everything that's great in life is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. I don't think any person wants to ever be held back like that or wants to be comfortable like that. I feel like if they found the valid solution that worked for them, they would overcome it. But nothing is ever going to be the right time or the valid solution until you actually attempt it. So worry about finding the solution. Don't worry about the fear and the problem. That's true. I was going to say mine for the one line, but I can say it now because it's part of the advice. But I would say if you're going to fear anything, fear regret. Because if you fear regret... That is the element that you're going to have if you don't overcome your fears now. As SA said, on the other side of the wall, everything you want is on, on the other side of fear. So you're not going to get them things because you're going to fear the fear, yeah, the wall. But when you don't get that, the end of it, the lowest of the low that you can ever experience in life is regret. Not doing something that you wanted to do. Saying, I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd done this. So if you fear regret, <laughs> all your other fears will go because you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going, to I'm going to regret not jumping in the, in the ocean. I'm going to regret not petting a dog or, or like a puppy one day because, you know, you never know, I might like to play with a dog in the future or adopt one or do whatever you want, sponsor one, etc. So if you, get, if you get rid of all your fears that you have and you replace it with regret, fearing regret, you're sorted. Okay, let me give you an example of what I mean. So I used to be afraid of speaking up for other people. I used to be afraid of rejection, afraid of being told I'm different or wrong. And all of these fears, they stopped me from doing things that were right, that were good for me. And they pulled me back. These were fears that built up regret in that time period. And I've overcome all of these fears that I've just mentioned right now. But I've never, ever overcome that regret. Like I didn't stand up for my friend when he got bullied. Or I didn't 
um, partake in that, in that charity project because I, I, I thought it, I was beyond it. And over the years, I've flipped it completely upside down. So now I use my fear to pull me up. It lifts me and forces me to grow. And amongst my greatest fears now is reaching the age of 40 and not doing anything of significance. My fears, some of my biggest fears now include uh, lying on my deathbed and having nothing to talk about, no advice to pass on to my children or my grandchildren, whatever it may be. And amongst my greatest fears is, is losing my health, losing my family, losing my friends and not having, not having anything good to say of it. Like, what, what value did I bring to the people around me, to the community around me? What? And that's what pulls me forward. So fear is an extremely, extremely powerful emotion. Just like all your emotions, it's just about finding a way to control it and even manipulate it to your advantage. Make it something that benefits you and allows you to grow into a better person. And that's my perception of fear. It took me years to change or to come to this perception. But when I say it has changed my life, it, I can't even put it into words, like the amount it has helped me. And every time, like I said at the start, like every time I speak to someone new and I'm talking about their goals or their bucket list goals or the things, the dreams that they want to do and they talk about the barriers, the fears that they have, I always say these things. Like think about when you reach that age and you didn't take action on these dreams because of this fear like how would you feel would you be able to look at would you be able to uh, look at yourself in the mirror and say oh i didn't do this because i was scared of them saying no or mm. this person saying you can't do it mm. and once you think about it in that way once you take that approach and that perspective like it changes the game like it really really does for me i've got 99 problems but fear ain't one <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the hashtag making waves show by waves of positivity your host sa smashed it today and as a group, thank you very much, Sully. Thank you very much, SA. Guys, what do you want them to do? We want you to go follow our Instagram, go subscribe to our YouTube, turn on the post notification bell, go listen to us on Spotify and share it with your friends and family. Thank you very much. Keep making waves.